Today's episode is going to be a quick one, but I wanted to talk about something that has really been on my mind as of late. Recently, I sent out a series of emails asking many of my podcast listeners, what is the one thing keeping them from fully connecting with their partner? And the answers I got back were amazing. And a lot of them confirmed a suspicion I was having about a sneaky little misconception that tends to wreak havoc on relationships. On the flip side, a lot of the time, it just takes a little bit of a mindset shift to completely 10x the intimacy and connection in your relationship. And This is something that shows up differently in everyone's relationship. There's a ton of different ways that this actually applies, but the principle is the same. And that is this idea that we could in some way be responsible for our spouse's happiness. So let me tell you a little story. When I was a little girl, I used to love fairy tales, right? I was like a Disney movie junkie. I loved all of the grim fairy tales. And as I grew older, I loved all of the romantic comedies because I loved this idea of love, right? I loved this idea that I could be a princess and that someday my Prince Charming would come and find me and sweep me off my feet and we would live happily ever after, right? All of these movies and stories are so good at portraying the romantic infatuation fairy tale storybook version of what it's like to fall in love. But if you'll notice, all of these stories and these movies always end right at the part where they kiss or they finally get married. Very few stories ever go beyond that point. And so as a little girl, I never really paid much attention to what happens after the happily ever after part until one day when I was 12 years old and my parents announced that they were getting a divorce. I remember distinctly having this feeling like, wait, what? That's never part of the story. The part where the prince and the princess fall out of love and decide they don't want to be together anymore. Like, what? And so I remember at that age, I became completely obsessed with this idea of what makes a marriage strong and lasting. Like, how do you prevent that? Because that was not the ending that I wanted for my story. I wanted the fairy tale. I wanted the happily ever after. And so at that point, I started studying marriage. Like I would literally observe my friend's parents who were married and I studied it in college, sociology and family studies because I wanted to know all the ins and outs, all the psychology and the sociology behind what made people happily married. And so 
after college when I met my Prince Charming and he really did like ride in on a white horse and sweep me away. And for the most part, it was this beautiful love story, just like I had imagined it, right? And I was fully prepared for what happened after the say I do, because for years I had been preparing. And so I knew that it was going to take work. I knew all the strategies and ideas behind, you know, conflict resolution and all those types of things. So I was ready to give this a go. And of course, after we were married, there was this amazing honeymoon period where neither of us could do any wrong, right? And, you know, there would be the little mishaps or misunderstandings, but I was like super good at conflict resolution and and all the things I had been studying. So, you know, we were like on our way to happily ever after. But life comes at you fast. And so after only a couple of months of being married, I was already pregnant. We had our first child. My husband graduated from college. We moved to his hometown and started a business. And then we had another baby. And then we built a house together. And then we started another business. And then we had baby number three. And it just kept going like that. And after a while... I was having a really hard time keeping it together and maintaining this like perfect wife, amazing mom, award-winning business owner, exemplary member of the community and church, like all of those titles that I was working so hard to earn, I guess all of a sudden just kind of started crashing down. Like I had no control over the situation. It was too much. I was so overwhelmed. I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't want to ask for help or show any sign of weakness because in my mind, I had created this story that I was somehow responsible for my husband's happiness. Like if I was struggling and unable to manage my emotions and all of my responsibilities, responsibilities and all of the things, then he would no longer be happy somehow. And I also had this crazy backwards idea. Let me know if this sounds familiar, but I thought he's my Prince Charming. So he should just have the answers and know what to do to make me happy. And therein lies this sneaky little lie, this sneaky little misconception that I don't hear talked about very often. But when we idealize marriage and happily ever after, a lot of times we start to think or we start to expect that something we do can actually make our partner happy or something that they do can make us happy. And that's when we start to get into a ton of trouble. That's when feelings get hurt, expectations don't get met, promises get broken, and lots of resentment starts to form. But here's the secret. When we start to unwind that sneaky little idea that we are somehow responsible for our partner's happiness or they are somehow responsible for ours, and we start to understand that 
the only person that could make me happy is me and that everybody else that we're in relation to, our spouse, our kids, our friends, our extended family, are a hundred percent responsible for their own happiness, meaning nothing we could do or not do changes their ability to be happy. Does that make sense? Once we start to understand the power of that, we start to show up in our relationships differently. And it also opens up this massive reservoir of otherwise unattainable intimacy and connection. So when we really start to take responsibility for our own happiness, and we recognize that we can't make our partner happy, We can support them in the things that they do that make themselves happy, but we are not responsible for their happiness. The whole game changes. So as I mentioned, I've been getting these emails from listeners like you who are feeling frustrated in their marriage because life is super busy and especially the husbands I noticed. I got a ton of emails from husbands who are feeling underappreciated and overlooked and unprioritized by their wives. They love their wives so much and they know that they're so busy with life and kids and volunteering and all of the things. They just feel like they're at the very bottom of their wives' priority list. And I get it. Once we've been married for a certain amount of time, we start to fall into these routines and we get into these ruts where we're basically, to put it in football terms, playing a lot of defense, right? We're communicating enough to pay the bills, to get the kids where they need to go. We get along okay and we're working as a team just fine with the occasional misunderstandings here and there. But when it comes to the passion and excitement and fun that we used to feel before life got so busy, we're starting to find that intimacy is actually in very short supply. And I'm starting to get lots of messages from these hardworking husbands who feel more like roommates than lovers. And it breaks my heart because I know that there's a better way. And I know that these faithful husbands love their wives so much and they're doing the hard work that marriage requires, but getting very little benefits. And when I started to consider the problem, I realized that there is a pretty simple solution, but it's oftentimes very overlooked because we get busy playing defense and we forget the value of powerful offensive plays. So I created a little something called the Offensive Playbook Challenge. Because the difference between a good team and a great team, a team that wins games and scores touchdowns, is just the team with a winning playbook who knows the right calls to play at the right time. And so I thought, who better to call the plays than a recovering perfectionist, high-achieving woman 
who knows exactly what it's like to be busy and overwhelmed and to love my husband fiercely, but not have a lot of energy for connection and intimacy. So here's what I did. I put together a set of strategically pulled together offensive plays with the sole purpose of getting more attention, affection, and appreciation from your wife. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I'm a hardworking husband who would love to enjoy more intimacy and connection with my high achieving wife, I want you to go right now to www.offensiveplaybookchallenge.com. And if you're a wife listening to this right now and you're like, I wish my husband knew what to do to get my attention, affection, and appreciation, I want you to send your husband to www.offensiveplaybookchallenge.com challenge.com. And there you will find a challenge specifically designed to bring the spark and the fun back into your marriage by employing a set of offensive plays that are certain to score you more points with your number one fan. So I'm talking to husbands. If you want to score more points with your wife, and reignite that spark, bring the fun and excitement back into your relationship. Go right now and take the challenge. I guarantee you're going to love it. And I will see you next week, same time, same place. And until then, happy marriaging. (music) 